Well, praise the Lord. Uh, we sure didn't think we'd be right back here, uh, and uh, we won't be back here long, where I'm preaching to a, simply to a phone and some empty seats, and uh, we still trust the Lord and believe God's going to do some great things. I believe he's going to take care of us. While we're getting ready, and before we get going, uh, I want us to pray because we, we did have so many people uh, this week who... Uh, tested positive for COVID. We had some that just strep and flu, different things. And uh, I, I want us right now, if you're at home and you've not been feeling well, if you've got children or a spouse there with you uh, that's not been feeling well this week, we're going to just pray a prayer of healing over our people right now. And just ask God to touch right where you are. And uh, I believe God hears those prayers and uh, and he is a healer, and he can touch today. Or, and if you haven't been sick yet, then just thank the Lord for it and just pray that God will just keep you and watch over you and bless you and continue to protect you, and I believe that he will. So uh, right now, let's just pray. If you're wherever you are at home, and we're, we're going to pray here and just ask God to touch and heal. Lord, we love and appreciate you today. You're so precious to us. And, God, we have just seen your mighty hand protect us and keep us for so many, many months and weeks and Lord we know you're going to keep on watching over us and today Lord there are those that are at home and they're sick they're recovering and Lord we speak healing in the name of Jesus of Nazareth Lord by your stripes we are healed and God we ask you to touch today and do what only you can do heal our families heal our children Lord watch over our people and continue to protect us and keep us safe Lord we're going to give you honor and glory for today we ask these things again in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. If you're at home, uh, set your coffee down and just clap your hands to the Lord. Just worship the Lord for a moment. He's worthy. <laughs> He's worthy to be praised today. Thankful for the Lord. What a great God we serve. I tell you that what Brother Josh, what Jake shared of Brother Josh, uh, really, I was actually... Uh, earlier this morning, uh, looking at, and I think I'm going to teach on this, on it pretty soon, but it, I was amazed at a lot of it, how it was just going right along with what I was reading this morning, and some thoughts that I had, and I feel like the Lord was, was laying a message on my heart, but I feel like uh, today that uh, we're in a different place uh, uh, for us today, that I want to go and like the Lord just um, began to deal with me on something, and I just begin, I just start writing. When he starts dealing, I start writing, and I just see where he, he's going to take me. And, and you know, uh, we, hey, we live for God. That's it. That's, uh, you know, that's the title of my message today. We live for God. And we live for God, period. There's no uh, other thing to say. We, we live for God. That's who we are. We're God's people. And uh, today, uh, we're going to just look in some scripture, see what God says, and then we're going to make our minds up that no matter what comes our way, we're going to live for God. Amen? Why don't we just go ahead and pray for the, the message this morning. Lord, we love you and thank you for bringing us together. You're so precious to us. And God, we just ask you to touch our hearts. I know it's different today. But, Lord, people are able to join in and hear your word, and your, the, your word is not limited by Internet or 
or uh, phones or social media or wherever they hear the word. It's the spirit of the word, and it brings faith, and it encourages, it fixes, it heals, it does what it needs to do. So, Lord, let the word find good ground in our heart today. And God, let us be encouraged in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Clap your hands if you love the Lord and love his word. Praise God. He's good to us. Amen. Appreciate those that were able to come and help out today. And um, my wife, that was her playing. That was not uh, on a CD. That was actually her playing this morning. And she's feeling uh, some better. We're all getting back well. And and uh, we're going to keep going for God. Hey, listen, this, this bumpy start to 2022 uh, will not stop us. We live for God period. That is what we do. Good days, bad days, hot days, cold days, sunny days, rainy days, best days, worst days, we live for God. The psalmist said in 118 and 24, this is the day which the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. Right now, this is the day that God has made. This is the day that God has made. And guess what? I'm looking at a lot of empty seats, but it's still the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. There was no adjective added to the word day. It did not say this is the sunny day that the Lord has made. This is the good day that the Lord has made. This is the best day that the Lord has made. Or this is the bad day. There was no adjective applied to it. So my job on any day is clear. To rejoice and be glad in it. Because on the worst day, God is faithful. On the best day, God is faithful. On my sad days, God is good. And, and on my hurting days, God is still my salvation. Friend, we live for God. And when we can begin to embrace the fact that, that my walk with God is not dependent on the weather, it's not dependent on my circumstances, but I've got a God that the world can't take away. I've got salvation that the world can't take away. I've got joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. And hey, a situation, a bad day, a bad news, or, or a bump in the road, it does not stop what God has given me. I've made my mind up that I'm going to live for Him regardless. I'm going to live for God. It's what we do. We've been born again. Hey, we have been bought with a price. We've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. And we're still clinging to the old rugged cross. We've been filled with God's Spirit. We've been called out of darkness into His marvelous light. We have been changed, born again, set apart. And beloved, now are we the sons of God. Oh, we got a lot of labels that we like to put on ourselves. I'm sad, I'm down, I'm depressed. But the Bible says, now are you the sons of God. No matter what's going on, it doesn't change. You get a bad report from the doctor, it doesn't stop you from being a child of God. You lose your job, it doesn't stop you from being a child of God. You lose a loved one, it doesn't stop you from being a child of God. Those things hurt, they're real, it causes pain. But it should never stop us from living for God. Where would we go if we didn't have Him? 
Come on, somebody. Hey, they have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises. We have an inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved for us in the heavens. Christ is before us, and there's nothing of profit behind us. We live for God. And in 2022, we have made up our mind that Jesus Christ and Him crucified, His gospel will be our focus. Our walk with Him will be our focus. Our living for Him will be our focus. He cannot and should not ever be an afterthought that only has an occasional use in our life if we're going to label things if we're going to label him then he must be labeled everything because in him we live and we move and we have our being the scripture declares over and over that all things are by him or everything is by him we live for God no matter what's going our way. The Apostle Paul encourages me uh, when I read uh, his stories that he, he begins to testify some in the middle of his letters and he writes about things he has been through. He said in 2 Corinthians 11, he said that in, uh, are they ministers of Christ? He said, I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes above measure. In prisons more frequent, in death often. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness, in painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, cold and naked. And besides those things that are without, that which comes upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I burn not? He said, but if I must need glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. Friend, let me tell you, if I'm going to get excited about some things today, I will get excited about the things that are trying me. Because the Bible says that the trial of my faith is more precious than gold that perishes. And if I'm going to glory, I'm going to glory in the things that concern my infirmities. And then he said, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, he knoweth that I lie not. Does God know that you're telling the truth when you say, you know what, no matter what comes my way, I'm just going to keep on glorying. No matter what happens to me, I'm just going to keep on serving God. Does God see and realize, hey, he ain't lying. This boy is telling the truth. He ain't going nowhere. His mind's made up. His heart is fixed. He's got his eyes on the cross. He's got his eyes on the prize. He ain't going nowhere. I wonder if God knows our heart today and we could say boldly, God knows I'm not lying. 
God knows that I'm not going anywhere. We live for God, honey, period. That's it. That's it. Don't try to add nothing to it. That, that, that statement means it all. We live for God. Hey, Paul said, listen, you think other people go through it and I don't? He said, man, uh, it happens to me too. Who's weak and I'm not weak? Who's offended and I don't burn? I go through it too, but I'm not quitting God. He had a little revelation in the next, what we call the next chapter when he was asking God to move some things out of his life and the Lord said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Well, my strength is made perfect in weakness. And as Paul's now, he's given us a little insight why he glories. He said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Hey, let me tell you, sometimes we feel like this thing has knocked the wind out of us. It's taken all my strength away, but you're stronger than you'll ever know because when you are weak, you are strong because God never leaves you and He never forsakes you. God's going to take care of you. Proverbs 24 and 10 says, If we faint in the day of adversity, our strength is small. I'm not giving up just because uh, of hard times. I'm not going to give up because there's been a spike in cases of the virus. Uh, Come on, somebody. I'm not going to quit. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm not turning back. I'm not laying down. I'm not letting up. I'm not letting go. But I'm going to keep on serving God. The old song says, I started out to win this race, to serve the Lord and look upon his face. Well, my foot is on the rock and my mind's made up. Uh, Let me tell you, the Lord said, I'm building the church and it's going to be on a rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If you throw in the towel, if you quit, you never see a winner quit. Oh, they just don't. The old saying said, said, uh, uh, quitters never win. That's right, they don't. But friend, winners never quit. We just keep going. We know we can do it. We know we, hey, it doesn't matter what the score looks like. We know there's always time with God to come back and win. We might have got knocked down, but honey, that's just a round. It ain't the final bell. It ain't the end of the fight. God's still on our side. God's still in our corner telling us, get up and go again. We did not come this far to quit now. Friend, I did not come this far in this walk with God to say, okay, that's all I can do. That's it. I want to be able and sure in my spirit that I can say, I finished my course. I fought a good fight and I kept the faith. I didn't back down when it got hard. I didn't just whine and quit and roll around and cry when things got tough. But I said, you know what? God saved me, washed me, filled me with his spirit. And I didn't come this far. There's more to see. And I'm not going home till I see it all. I'm not leaving till I see everything that God's got for me. And I'm not going to quit preaching. And I'm not going to quit reaching. And I'm not going to quit praying. I'm not going to quit doing until God's done. We live for God. 
Oh, I know, oh boy, I tell you, I wish there was a room full of people here right now. And I hope you're getting excited where you are. And I hope something's welling up inside of you. I hope there's an old time Holy Ghost fire raining down in your house right now. And you're making up your mind again. You're saying, you know what? I got a little tired. I got a little frustrated. I got a little discouraged. But I'm not giving up. Hey, this sickness can drive you insane. It, it, all this isolation can drive you crazy. But let me tell you, God is going to come through through he did not tell us to take up the cross and follow him into destruction but we're going to follow him into glory we're going to follow him into victory i did not come this far to quit now oh i've had some tears hey who who is tired and i'm not tired who gets heartbroken and i'm not heartbroken but i'm not quitting on god you need to encourage yourself right now and say, I didn't come this far to stop. I didn't come this far to quit. I didn't come this far to be frustrated. I didn't come this far just to live heartbroken, but I'm going to live for God. I said it the other day. Hey, listen, feast or famine, I'm going to love the Lord and I'm going to live for God. Paul said it. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. He's whatever state I'm in, I've learned to be content. Let me tell you, whatever, whether I'm laughing or whether I'm crying, it doesn't change how I feel about God. Are you content with your walk with God? Godliness, the scripture said, with contentment, it's great gain. Oh, when you can be content, I'm not talking about complacent. I didn't say folding your hands and not doing nothing. But when you are content, because God has let you know, I'm going to take care of you. Because God has always been faithful and God's always been on your side. When you can live godly and just be content, hey, you know what? I may not have everything I want, but I got God. I may not have everything that I'm looking for yet but I still got God I've been washed I've been sanctified and I've been justified in the name of Jesus and by the spirit of our God friend let me tell you I know what I got and I am content being content with God does not mean you won't see hard days but it just means you know what I ain't letting go of the best thing that ever happened to me I'm not turning loose of the truth. I'm not turning loose of this apostolic doctrine. The Bible says without holiness, we're not going to see the Lord. The Lord said, be holy because I'm holy. We need to live our lives holy, walk upright before him, serve him, worship him in spirit and truth, and remind ourselves we live for God. I don't live for the moment. I don't live for the future. I don't live for the past. I don't live for what I might gain. What I live for is for God. And when you live for God, all these things will be added unto you. Oh, I hope somebody is making their mind up today. Listen, we didn't come this far to just lose out. The writer in Hebrews said in chapter 10 and verse 32, he said, call to remembrance the former days. Somebody needs to remind themselves right now. You need to remind yourself of who you were and you need to remind yourself of who you are. If there is Christ in us, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Maybe we need to do a few things to get back to who we used to be when we first come to God. When we, we said in those days uh, after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. You didn't run 
from the affliction. You didn't give up in the affliction. You endured the affliction because you knew what you had found was like that treasure in a field. You knew what you had found was like that pearl of great price. You knew what you had found was the Lord. You was just like those disciples that said, oh, we found the Lord. Come and see. We found the Lord. You knew you found something that was going to get you all the way to glory. You knew you found the thing that filled that hole inside your heart. You knew you found what you were looking for. And so you endured because ain't nothing going to stop me from hanging on to what God gave me. So he said, call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions, partly while you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly while you became companions of them that were so used. You're not in it by yourself. There's somebody else going through it with you. For you had compassion of me in my bonds, took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, because you knew in yourself that you have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. There's something waiting on us, church. So we can't quit. We can't give up. We can't throw in the towel. we got to live for God. There's a reward coming one day. Jesus is going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, if we do well. But then he said, cast not away, therefore, your confidence. It has a great recompense of reward. You need to hang on to what God gave you. Oh, we were so satisfied with just being washed in the blood and filled with the Holy Ghost. But somewhere down the line we thought, well, if I don't get this, God must not love me. Or if this don't happen in my life, why am I even serving the Lord? If we could just get back to being satisfied with being saved and sanctified and full of the Spirit. If we could just get back to being satisfied with being born again. If we could just get back to seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things can be added to us. But he said, you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Oh, listen, God's faithful. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Let me tell you, you might be waiting on your answer right now, but when it's time, it'll get there. There ain't going to be no delay. You ain't got to worry about tracking your shipment, friend. You ain't got to worry about wonder who's got it, where's it at, did it get lost in the mail. When it's time, it'll be there because God is faithful. He that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. He's not going to tease you. He's going to, going to make it way. When it's time, it'll happen. So quit worrying about trying to get it. Hey, you, you don't order nothing and it just appear in your hand. And we, we, we got more confidence in, in Amazon and that delivery than we do in the Lord and his delivery. God's better than FedEx, UPS, or the United States Post Office. He don't, when it's time for you to have it, you'll have it. Quit quitting God because you ain't got it yet. Quit throwing in the towel. Quit getting mad and grumbling and, and, and fussing because it ain't happened yet. It will when it's time. Oh, if we could just get back to living for God. He said, now the just shall live by faith. Man, I'm living by faith in God. I'm not living by the amount of stuff I have. I'm not living because of my bank account or my job or my education or even my relationships. But I am living by faith. 
And he says, but if any man draw back, from what? From living for God. If any man draws back from living by faith. by Listen, with faith all things are possible. With faith you can please God. But when you stop living by faith, when you draw back, he said, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But that's not who we are. Stop being who you're not. We are not quitters. He said, but we are not of them who draw back under perdition, but we are of them that believe to the saving of the soul. You know what that means? That means the last day. Because, honey, your soul ain't saved until you hear him say, well done. Your soul, you can't, you can't claim saved until he reads your name out of that Lamb's book of life. Let me tell you, I, I'm going to endure until the end so that I can be saved. I've taken the steps. I have believed and been baptized and I've been filled with the Holy Ghost and I'm trying every day to be better and live my life for God. But friend, until he catches me home, until I hear him say, well done and enter in, I don't consider myself to have run this race. We're not of them that draw back. We don't quit. We're not quitters. But we are of them that believe unto the saving of the soul. Let me tell you, anybody can quit. That's the market of today. Anybody can quit. Big deal. Oh, so you quit going to church? Big deal. You just fell in with millions of others that did it. You, 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 you quit praying. You quit reading. You quit studying. You quit believing. You quit serving God. Hey, you just like anybody else. Because this world is full of people that are walking away from God. There is a great falling away. We've seen it happen. We're seeing it happen every day. Anybody can quit. Big deal. But we're not just anybody. The Bible says we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. We are the sons and the daughters of God, of the Most High God. We are the church, the blood-bought bride of Christ. We're somebody. We're not just anybody. We're precious to the Lord. We're the beloved. We're the saints of God. Come on, somebody. God didn't fill you with his spirit so you could just be cast around like any old leaf in the wind, but he wants you to live for him, take up the cross daily and follow him, trust him, live for God. It's not a burden to live for Jesus. Oh, it's not a burden to live for the Lord. When others walk away, we stay. Yo, know, Peter, the, the, the Lord was preaching one day, and as he got through, many people said, Whew, this that's just too hard to hear. I can't understand what this man's saying. I, I just can't do these things he's talking about. And it said, from that point, many walked with him no more. But he turned around and looked at the 12, and he said, will you also go away? And Peter said, to whom would we go? You've got the words to eternal life. Peter said, let me tell you, some of them people that walked off was my kinfolk. Hey, could have been. Maybe Peter's dad. Maybe his mama. 
Maybe his mother-in-law. I don't know. Maybe he had kids in that crowd that said, uh-uh, we can't do this no more. But Peter said, I'm not worried about the crowd that's leaving. I'm going to stick with the one who's got everlasting life. He said, I realize what I got in Jesus. Do you realize what you've got in the Lord today? Oh, it's more important than anything else. That's why we talk about being focused. He's got to be in focus. He can't be a blurry side picture. He's got to be in full focus. Uh, Everything else needs to be blurred out behind him, but he's got to be in focus. Do you realize what you've got in the Lord today? Because nobody else is going to save you. It don't matter how good they are, how hard they pray, nobody but Jesus can save you. Why would you turn your back and walk away? Why would you quit living for God? Jesus is your hope. We realize what we have. We know the value of living for Jesus. Oh, I know that sometimes we get weary. I know we get tired and wore down. I know it's that human frail body that we have. Oh, We get physically exhausted. We get mentally exhausted. We become emotionally drained and spiritually drained. And we wonder, why is it all this trouble, trial, tribulation, if I'm just simply trying to live my life for God? It just doesn't add up. I'm going to give you some new math. So. Oh, Lord, Pastor, I don't want no new math. My kids bring that home, and I can't figure that out. But I was studying this morning, and I came across some new math in the Scripture that we apply to our lives, and it, it, it keeps you going. James 1, verse 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into divers temptations, count it. <laughs> Maybe it's just a little play on words, but it's just like it popped in my head. I said, ooh, here's some new math. Instead of counting it all as failure, counting it all as I've made a mistake, counting it all as God don't love me, counting it all as I'll never make it, counting it all as let's throw in the towel. Why don't you just count it all joy? Because when you count it any other way, it adds up to defeat. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And if you'll count it joy, it's unspeakable. You won't be able to speak negative stuff. You know what that, we talk about whether it's so unspeakable you can't say nothing. I ain't never been so happy that I couldn't say praise God. I ain't never had so much joy that I couldn't say thank you, Jesus. But I have had some joy that, that has stopped me from saying I quit. I've had some joy that has stopped me from saying I ain't going back. I'll never preach again. I'll never worship again. I've had some joy that has kept me on the path, that's kept the cross on my shoulder, that's kept me following the Lord. Count it all joy. Oh, that's some new math. It don't seem to add up. People think you're crazy because you keep going, but it's because you got something that the world didn't give you and the world can't take it away. And so you count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptation. 
Knowing this, oh, God's people ain't stupid. You ain't stupid. You're not ignorant. You know this, that the trying of your faith, the just shall live by faith, or either the trying of your life, it works patience. When these things try your faith in God, when they try to make you say, when it looks at you and says, if God really loved you, you wouldn't have lost that job. If God really loved you, they wouldn't have talked about you. If God really loved you, they would have invited you. When it's trying your faith in God, you know, just work in patience. He said, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be Perfect. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have flaws. It don't mean you're not going to have trials or tests. That word is, means complete. So you can be complete and entire, wanting nothing. You can add, subtract, multiply, or divide, but you count it all joy because we live for God. Honey, His grace is sufficient. I don't have to, I can live this life with thorns in my flesh because His grace is sufficient. If your idea of a perfect work is the amount of things that you have, if your joy is only tied to the stuff that you possess and not to the giver of every good and perfect gift, then you're going to faint, you're going to quit, you're going to go back, and you're going to walk away. But we live for God not for stuff. We live for God not for relationships. We live for God not for jobs or anything else. I've watched people quit God because, how can God ain't send me nobody yet? If you came to church looking for anything other than God, eventually you're going to be disappointed. But when you said, I'm coming to find God, I'm coming to see about this Savior, I'm coming to see about this Holy One, I'm coming to see about the Lamb that makes my sins go away. When you, when you seek first the kingdom of God, everything else will be added. But once your focus gets off Him... And you start thinking, I see so-and-so got a new job. I ain't got one yet. I see so-and-so got a new boyfriend, girlfriend. I ain't got one yet. Maybe God don't love me. Maybe, maybe I'm just doing the wrong things. So I think I'll go walk away. Ah, uh, we don't live for God for the things he provides. Friend, we live for God because he's God. We live for Him because He's the Savior. We live for Him because He's our Creator. And we live for Him because He's coming back one day to get us. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's who you are. I heard a preacher say one time, you just need to start saying so. If you're redeemed, I see you didn't get that job, so. I heard somebody lied on you. So, because that whether I got the job don't affect me being the redeemed of the Lord. Somebody can lie on me, still the redeemed of the Lord. People can hate on you, beat on you, talk about you, treat you bad, break your heart. So, 
Because God still loves me and God still got me and I still feel the Holy Ghost and I'm still going to heaven one day. And on this earth, Jesus said that you'll have tribulation but be of good cheer. He's not going, you're not being of good cheer because your car blew up. You're not in good cheer because your house burnt down. You're not in good cheer because you lost somebody. You are in good cheer because you didn't lose the Lord. When you lose stuff or relationships or things or people, you don't lose God. And if He's the focus, we'll always remember that. Man, we're going to have grief in this life. It's going to happen. And you're going to cry some tears. It's going to happen. And your heart will be broke yet again. It happens. But none of that takes God away from you unless you let it. Don't give anything that kind of power. Live for God. Psalm 116 and 16. Oh, Lord, truly, I am thy servant. I am thy servant. And I am the son of thine handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. We live for the one who has set us free. We live for the one who has set us free. If the truth shall set you free, if the Son makes you free, you're free indeed. Friend, we live for God. We're like Noah. We just live for God. Without one drop of rain, he kept on hammering. He kept on nailing. He kept on sawing. He kept on gluing and putting together. He kept on working in the heat, hot, dry of the day. He was building an ark because God told him a flood was coming. He was building an ark by the dimensions that God gave him. And without one drop of rain, without any rivers overflowing, without any creeks running over, anything like that, without any evidence that there was a flood coming, he said, this is what I do. I live for God. How many people walked by Noah and said, why are you still cutting down trees? Noah, see this dust? (laughs) See these dry grass? You see all this desert out here? What? Why? Because that's what I do. God doesn't have to give me a drop of rain to prove his word. I trust him. I live by faith. Well, I'm sure there were days when Noah was tired and he thought he was tired in his body, tired in his mind, and he was tired of people mocking him and laughing at him and picking on his kids because they were helping him. And he said, Lord, if you could just let it thunder. Just one day when they come up, just big clap of thunder, a bolt of lightning, just let a few drops fall, send them scattering. But that ain't what God does. But he that shall come will come and will not tarry. And when it was time, he said, Noah, get in the ark. He shut the door and down came the rain and up came the flood and the world was covered just like God said. And Noah, who simply lived for God, him and his family was saved because of their faith in dry times. In dry times, they just lived for God. Without another voice of God and those uh, blisters on his hand, man, his back aching, muscles weary, but he, 
I'm still going to live for God. I'm going to keep on going because I know that God is faithful. I know that God's going to do it. And friend, that's what we've got to do. It might get dry. We might get weary. But you know God is coming back. It's going to happen. And so we've got to live for God. Darling, if you'd like to come and play, I'm going to start winding up right here. I know, again, that this year, 2022, I can't believe it. Wow, here we are, second Sunday. And there's four people in this building. <laughs> Our faithful sound man, my, my son, my wife, me, and you that are at home. Well, just a bump in the road. We're not going to stop living for God. 1 Corinthians 15, Paul said this. Therefore, my beloved brethren. Well, Paul knows what the church goes to. He said part of my whole thing is the daily care of all the churches. He knows what churches go through and what saints go through and what happens. So he said, he wrote to the saints, those that are crying and weeping and trying and doing their best. He said, my beloved brethren, you be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Noah found out that his labor was not in vain. Paul found out. We read all these things he went through, but... He found out his labor was not in vain. He said, there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me. But not for me only, but, but for all those that love his appearing. So don't give up. Don't give in. And don't you dare ever quit. We live for God. Period. That's what we do. Let's just... Let's just pray together for a moment before we close out. Oh, precious Jesus, we love you. Oh, God, today we remember and we remind ourselves of the sacrifice and the price that was paid. How you filled us with your spirit, washed us in your blood promise that you have gone away to prepare a place that where you are we may be also but Lord if we're going to get there we got to live for you here and so Lord I pray over all those that are watching all those that are listening today those that might listen on the podcast later I'm praying for them right now God that when they hear this word that there'll be a revival in their spirit that the fire will begin to burn bright in their heart again and they'll remember who they are and they'll serve you and always abound in your work bless them, keep them, watch over them let them make their mind up God not to quit God we're going to praise you and rejoice in your promises we bless your holy name today to worship you, we live. We live to worship you. Blessed be your holy name forever. 
Keep us now in Jesus' name. And amen. Praise God. Oh, oh, there was a time when that was just enough. To worship Him we live. To worship Him we live. I'm thankful for Him today. Thank you for tuning in today. And Wednesday night, we're going to be back here at 7 o'clock. Going to have a great service. Going to be just fantastic. Invite somebody to church. We're looking forward to seeing you. If you're sick, we're praying you get well today in Jesus' name. We love you very much. God bless you.